Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Great to have you company as we look back on the week. And a week where we finally reached agreement on a vaccine target. There is no magic number. There won't be a magic number. That magic 80 number. 60%. 70%. 85%. 95%. We'll beat it by 10%. <laughs> Either way, we'll have showbiz and sport with Mel Strasina and Titus O'Reilly. Plus gold medalist and internet sensation from the Black Ferns, Ruby Tui joins us. But let's start in New South Wales, Mel, where the number of exposure sites continues to grow. At this point, I think it would have been easier to scrap the map and just say everywhere. In South West Sydney, of course, Fairfield, Canterbury, Banks, Bankstown, Liverpool and Campbelltown. In the inner west, uh, Rhodes, Balmain, Hennendale, <laughs> Campsie, Bakemba, Roselands, Punchbowl, Belfield, Westfield Park, Homebush West, Belmore, Elwood, Riley Park. Okay, right, that's the end of the show. We're gonna start. Uh, with the threat of another protest in the air, the New South Wales government didn't hold back with police force. There'll be a heavy police presence. Significant police presence. Beefed up police presence. There's four of them sitting around the corner there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Police even brought in the big guns. We've seen at least three dog squad units arrive as well. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the dog squad. The Pomeranian squad. Uh... I mean, nothing deters people like Pooch Perfect, so that is, <laughs> that is a good move. With a lot of confusion on the restrictions, it's good we can go to the press conferences for clear answers. Well, was there a cluster that he was connected to? Uh, I'll ask Dr McAnulty that. I'm not sure about that. Dr McAnulty, do you know the answer to that? I know. Well, I've asked, but he doesn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, meanwhile, New South Wales Chief Health Officer Kerry Chant has found a new tactic to get out of press conference questions. Last questions, please. Just slowly back away, inch back, until someone swoops in to take the question. That works. Oh, Gladys Berejiklian was on top with the latest vaccine update. So I'm appealing to everybody uh, to come forward and get the AstraZeneca. That's available now. We have run out of supply by four o'clock yesterday. <laughs> She finally did give a clear-cut answer to a straight yes or no question. Isn't this the time to put this stuff on the table? These are the perks, these are the benefits you will get in a life after being oh, vaccinated. Oh, look, absolutely, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite coverage of the New South Wales outbreak was from the ABC with reporters on the ground. Go down every rabbit hole and you debunk <laughs> every single bit of wrong information that's out there. Yeah, yeah, and I look forward to it. <laughs> it's um, science communication. <laughs> The Schwarzkopf variant. Um. Hey, meanwhile, a current affair finally getting some answers. We need but, you know, a united message, and it's only applying the mandatory messages in those eight COVID, COVID hotspot areas. <laughs> oh, sorry, you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> that's long COVID. I think that's technically long COVID. The big talking point with COVID right now is the situation unfolding in Queensland. They've added some new exposure sites. Linked to a COVID-19 positive man, authorities believe he was unknowingly, excuse me, <clears throat> infectious. <laughs> Wonder who? <laughs> well, Mel, it's concerning. But look, I have full confidence in the Queensland Chief Health Officer. I don't know where this virus is at the moment. <laughs> look, she may not know, but she does have the power to make some pretty big decisions. Um, I do have that authority under the Public Health Act. Yes, I can make those decisions. But after 4pm. OK. <laughs> <laughs> She's there. 
after hours health officer. Um, I mean, before that, it's hey Google. So that's <laughs> gold standard. Businesses continue to struggle with lockdown restrictions, although I think some businesses can't really blame the pandemic. If it's paradise, struggling to stay open over lockdown. Of course, dead, you know, you can see perks empties. Meanwhile, at another coffee shop. It's been really busy. I mean, everyone's out and about exercising. Probably busier than a normal Sunday. <laughs> Hey, look, the key to the lockdown ending on time is simple. The key out of lockdown is testing. We need high testing numbers. Mm. And how is that going? Shutting early today, there simply wasn't enough demand. OK, well, that's... <laughs> Get another small business going under. <laughs> I mean, it's just, just good to see Mel Turing. Um... <laughs> Let's move it on. <laughs> well, at some centres, there are major delays for drivers. Some people are turning away, saying this is a deterrent. It's kind of ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> I mean, she's one of the stars of Little Bead Clots, so that's where we've seen her before. To brighter news, uh, in South Australia, Adelaide has just come out of their seven-day lockdown. Seven days. I think it's safe to say some people were being a little dramatic. Whether it was indoors or out, many were desperate to start shedding those lockdown kilos. <laughs> Lockdown kilos. kilos. Maybe stay off the growth hormone. <laughs> General rule. Look, the lockdown wasn't without controversy with protesters this week out in full force. My body, my choice. My body, my choice. Yeah, no. <laughs> At least she's in PPE. Yeah. So. <laughs> the health advice in Adelaide remains the same. Anything to get to 70%, I guess. We don't argue with the targi. They know. They know. And look, the New South Wales Police Minister reminded us there are other ways to get your message across. Do a petition. Yeah. Ring talk back radio. Write a letter to the editor. Yeah, in 1980. <laughs> Speaking to writing a letter to the editor, we have a cheap seats first. We got a viewer submission. I've got it here, Mel. <laughs> you can stick that COVID vaccine up here. <laughs> That's quite right. This one from Chris, who shared this clip of the Mayor of Orange sharing a little too much. The Mayor of Orange, Reg Kidd, says it's time for locals to step up. It's the businesses that have suffered the most. Get out and support them now, whether it be a restaurant, whether it be the pub, whether it be the lingerie shop, okay. whether it be whatever. It's the sixth reason to leave the home. <laughs> now, that's enough of COVID for now. We'll throw to Channel 7 for the segue. Go on you, Sam. Thank you very much, Sam and Georgia. Appreciate your time. Geez, just more bad news after another, isn't it? Yeah. Which is why we need some really good news. So let's go to the Olympics. Let's do that. <laughs> let's head to Tokyo, where for the Aussies... Sadly, they did cross the Matildas. So, oh, OK. Um... That's... <laughs> Should I go? Yeah. <laughs> you could be deported for that, Mel. <laughs> but let's head to Tokyo, where for the Aussies it's been... Gold, gold, gold. And for the Kiwis it's been... Gold, silver, gold. OK. <laughs> Not quite the same. Well, look, so many highlights from these games, Mel. We have a new queen of the pool. Emma McKeon, we have a new awesome foursome. We have a new desk. Yeah, not sure that's <laughs> not sure that's a highlight. Well, I'm not sure the desk is actually big enough. So let's bring in our panel of Olympic legends to discuss it all. Starting with the swimmers, Grant Hackett, first to you. Yeah. In Sydney, that's social distancing. So look, either way, so many incredible moments from these games and some Aussie names we'll never forget. Rowan Browning. Rowan Browning. I bet they know who Rowan Blake is now. <laughs> that Rowan Browning, rather. 
The Matildas narrowly missed out on a gold medal match, and it's fair to say Aussie experts took it well. Yes. What happened to the Matildas? Well, the referee cheated. <laughs> Hey, look, all our Aussies are doing well. The swimmers, the runners. The Opals and the Matildas got massive days today, guys. Mm, and the sailors doing well as well. You know, we're yeah, sort of... doing great. Yeah, yeah. really. Incredible. The sailors have been doing well. Matt Wern won gold in the men's laser. An amazing moment for his family watching back home. This is the Olympic Games. Where have you been watching? Who have you been surrounding yourselves with? Um, well, we haven't actually been watching. <laughs> Well, I mean, Studio 10's 2000th was on, yeah. so... They couldn't work 7 plus. Uh, still, I love seeing the families watching back home. I think they were very, very well behaved. I would have been going a little crazier if it was my daughter, that's for sure. And that was for fourth, so... Amazing. Hey, look, Irish boxer Aidan Walsh won bronze in Tokyo, Mel. His family celebrated, but couldn't settle on a song. A song or a key. Um, <laughs> still, when it comes to Olympic celebrations, Kiwis do it with class. I'm going to have a hangover in the morning. I think my brother was about six beers deep at about one o'clock. did send me a message saying he was going to be pretty pissed tonight, so <laughs> <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> Live it up, Dad. <laughs> Live it up, Dad. Time for a break. We'll be back and Titus O'Reilly join us a little later on. But first, it's time for... A new segment, <laughs> War on Women. No, that's not... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's just go back to the Olympics. And the first batch of athletes are returning home. Channel 7 Sunrise had the exclusive... First pictures. Back down, sunrise with a live look at the flight track. <laughs> we'll come back to that later. But look, in the meantime, Mel, some big news. Breaking news for you: Aussie cricketing legend Shane Warne has tested positive to COVID-19. Contact tracers have identified several close contacts: a blonde in her twenties, a, <laughs> a blonde in her twenties. The concern is that it may have spread to brunettes. Yes. So that is, that is the concern. If you're, if you're in his Tinder range, self-isolate now. Well, well, Warnie was the original COVID safe app because if you got too close to him, you got a text. So <laughs> you got pinged. He was the original. So anyway, that's how Australian news has covered a COVID positive cricketer. Indian TV take a slightly different approach. Yeah, and that's a slow news day in India. So that is. And just back to Warney, he's thankfully okay. He did give this interview in lockdown. So many small businesses have been affected. People with their mental health. People are losing thing, losing everything. Losing what exactly, Shane? Hair loss, perfection, <laughs> confidence. Come back to that. Warning, not happy to be in lockdown. Neither is Pauline Hanson. And as always, her message is clear. You cannot just simply have lockdown at the whim or a drop of a hat because the premiers or the 
chief health officers say so. Gives the people clear direction what is actually happening. <laughs> what is she dressed as? <laughs> like clear direction on her outfit. Um... I mean, either that or she's people smuggling. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. But staying with COVID, the vaccine rollout is ramping up. There's been lots of chats about vaccine incentives here in Australia. Labor leader Anthony Albanese is proposing a $300 cash incentive to get more people vaccinated by the end of the year. Over in America, it's... We'll say we're really glad that you got vaccinated for yourself, for your family, for your community, and here's $100. Nice. While in Fiji... No jabs, no job. If they do not adhere to these guidelines, they will be dismissed from work. I just want us to look at that clip again because I think his interpreter may not have got the vaccine. (laughs) If they do not adhere to these guidelines... They will be dismissed. She <laughs> She's gone. See you later. <laughs> Staying with COVID, and it's important to choose the right background pick for your story. More than a million people are in lockdown <laughs> in China. Just good to say warning. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a health expert on TV, make sure you don't start nodding too early in the interview. Let's bring in Dr. Ashish Jha, Dean of the Brown University School of Public Health. Dr. Jha, thank you for being with us. This new data from the CDC It raises so many questions about returning to life as we knew it. The Delta variant, of course, more contagious than the common cold. So what does this mean for the future? Do you see us returning to lockdowns? Do you see people wearing masks indoors and out no matter the area? Yes. Yes. Look, a lot of people are still nervous about possible vaccine side effects, Mel. My advice, listen to the experts. I know how dangerous flying with a blood clot can be. Mind you, no-one knows blood clots like this man. But I happen to have, as I speak to you, seven blood clots on my lung. I feel like I'm missing yeah. out. <laughs> we'll be crossing to the blood clot tally later in the show. Um, that's, that's one per viewer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everyone's worried about vaccine coverage. I'm more worried about Boris Johnson's umbrella coverage. Boris has had a huge week. His wife Carrie announcing this week that they're expecting their second child. Here's the Sun's headline. Carrie and Boris Johnson's baby joy. Then the Sunday Express. Incredibly blessed. And finally the Daily Star. So that's what he's been doing in (laughs) the You've seen him with an umbrella. You should see him with a condom. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Look, former Brexit leader Nigel Farage had a guest on to chat about it and a reminder that sometimes a disclaimer can actually make the situation seem worse. Joining me, Talking Pints, is Ken Livingston. And before the camera turns to him, I promise you, there has not been a scuffle in the corridor. We have not had a punch-up. But, Ken, thanks for joining me. Either that or Boris's umbrella was just a little bit wayward. Look, it's been a good week for Boris, bad week for Jacinda Ardern. She's down in the polls and it's hard to pinpoint why. Take your pick. The housing crisis, immigration, mental health, nurses' strikes, the botched bubble, vaccination rates, a really overpriced bridge. (laughs) Now for a story in the US that caught my eye this week. Flight attendants are having to take self-defence classes. Flight attendants are training to hit elbow and gouge simulated aggressive passengers with actual passengers getting more violent than ever. I mean, virgin premium economy is (laughs) just a step above. Look, you really feel for them. It seems like such a chore. It's sad that it needs to happen. 
Like Lieutenant Keely is taking this class. She's practising that on the Veronicas, I believe, <laughs> later on. And look, if things do get rough, we might all be heading down south. Tasmania has been named as one of the best five places on Earth to survive a global societal collapse. Did you see this, yeah, Mel? Tasmania is the best place to survive the apocalypse. Wouldn't be able to... Tell it was on, I guess. <laughs> hey, look, we sent our reporter Josh Earl to find out what Tasmanians made of being one of the best places in the world to survive the apocalypse. Hello. Tassie's one of the top five places in the world to be. Does that give you pride as a Tasmanian? Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. So proud. We've done so well. How does that make you feel as a Tasmanian? <laughs> don't let them in. Don't come here. I don't think that the COVID-19 is real. How long do you reckon you can survive with what's in your cupboards at home? I reckon I'd probably be good for about a fortnight. Yeah. I haven't stocked up on my spam. Nothing, I've only got one pack of noodles. I already can't live out of my car at the moment, so I'd probably survive for a while. I'm a bee and my husband is my honey. What sets Tassie apart from everyone else in Australia? You're never more than five minutes away from a paddock. Basically, it's really cold. There's not much going on down here, though, but... Yeah, she she does the job down here. Ramsey Street. Playing checkers. I'm very grateful for Netflix. Not a single royal will be safe. The mad bastard. It's a constipated chicken. We've Diaries. had dates before. Have a bit of a laugh. Spoke to him soon. <laughs> week in the world of entertainment and by that I mean reality TV so we're joined once again by our cultural correspondent from radio from Nova FM please welcome Mel Trusina. Thank you thank you good to be here. Mel there's been a lot of reality on TV how are you keeping up with it all? Uh, I'm the only person not watching the Olympics. Okay great. I'm single-handedly right. keeping the ratings on every other channel. Right. Yeah. Well, what have you been watching this week? Uh, it's been a, another TV week dominated by a certain sporting event in Tokyo. All the other networks are desperately trying to advertise their shows with promos like The Heart Racing Week Travel Guides Hawaii Special Misrepresented Beauty and the Geek Meanwhile, Channel 7 just need Fukashi to say this More Olympics <laughs> for the rest of the day okay. <laughs> I feel like we're reminding viewers that it's on <laughs> Do not turn to the Olympics <laughs> Please uh, there are still a few non-Olympic gems to be found. Let's start with Survivor. Huge shock last week uh, when Kara was voted out. She was walking away from Tribal Council when she came across a sign. Your tribe may have spoken, but your game is not over. Another tribe is waiting for you. Sadly, the tribe were Somalian pirates, so just... <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. They, they couldn't have done that the other way around as well, moving a brawn to the brains, because they would have seen that sign and gone, oh, I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> uh, Survivor is a game of strategy, so when Kara was given a second chance with the brawn tribe, Simon had a genius plan to win her over. I need to form a bond with Kara. She's the kind of person that has a lot of emotional intelligence, so I'm going to choose very carefully and be very strategic about how I approach this. And How old are women when they go through menopause? <laughs> <laughs> just, just checking. That's a no-go. <laughs> just asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Uh, a tribal shake-up meant we got a look at our new tribes. And after a couple of weeks in the outback, is it just me or are the brawn tribe looking a little less brawn? Ha, 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 ha.
That, that's me after leg day. Um... A huge part of Survivor are the challenges, but as the series goes on, the instructions are getting longer and longer. Today's challenge, you're going to race up a ramp to collect ropes. Two of you will use those ropes to build a rope bridge, allowing the rest of the tribe to cross over, climb up a tower, and retrieve an idol. Once you have your idol, you make your way under a cargo net <laughs> to collect your last pieces of rope from a high rail. Finally, four of you will use that rope to hoist your idol up to a hook. Yeah, that's the edited version. Okay. <laughs> Full instructions on 10play.com. I believe I'm just trying to even the playing field between the brains and the brawn. Like, if we make a physical challenge confusing to understand, <laughs> we might be able to get them to meet in the middle. They then had to set up hotel quarantine, so that was a, that was a step too far. Uh, as always, there's big prizes at stake for winning a challenge. Good old-fashioned Aussie barbecue. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was one of the eliminated contestants. And if you're wondering how that tasted... Was like an angel peeing in your mouth. <laughs> That's a mystery box we would all like to see. <laughs> uh, over to Beauty and the Geek on Channel 9. The Geeks all had makeovers this week. Lachlan was very excited to see his new look. I'm so excited. Can you see yourself? Not yet, you need to angle it. <laughs> uh, despite the makeover, I'm not sure that Lachlan quite understands the concept of sliding into DMs. If the girl with my dreams is out there watching this, slip into my DMs and I'll come up with a fun date for us. My shout. <laughs> <laughs> was Warney's number. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite part of Beauty and the Geek is the seamless product placement. Also fantastic is the new furniture that Sam has bought to decorate his and Alex's flat to celebrate his arrival. So where, where'd you go to get all this stuff? Yeah, I bought out uh, fantastic furniture. <laughs> this looks fancy. Yeah. It's not only fancy, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, optimistic of that geek building setting for two, I would have thought. <laughs> I thought that's... Fantastic furniture. It's like an angel pissing in your mouth. <laughs> right. All right, let's talk Bachelor. And last week we saw a major drama in the mansion when... Well, maybe I'll let the girls explain. She Probably actually called her the C word <gasps> next to me. What? Really? She said what? The C word. About Holly. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's oh. so unnecessary. It was close contact. Um... <laughs> I heard it was continental cup of soup, so... Is that... <laughs> Well, the girls, uh, well, yeah, apparently Steph allegedly called Holly the C word. You don't have to say allegedly. They're not going to sue. <laughs> uh, so naturally, the girls wasted no time in letting Holly know. Some ugly words were said. Mm-hmm. About me. Mm. What ugly words? Just say it. C word. The C word. The C word. Cocktail party. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the right word. Uh, now, Steph absolutely denied ever using the word. She said it's just not something that she would ever say. Uh, but her defence was a little shaky. I didn't call you a Holly <laughs> <laughs> and I did overhear you say you did say. When did I call her a yeah. <laughs> uh, just quickly, Mel, you mentioned the product placement on Beauty and the Geek. The Bachelor is doing it as well, only a little more subtly. This looks good. <laughs> the pepper? 
crucial. There's definitely no question in my mind about the chemistry with Holly. Perfect. I think Jimmy and the plate made a connection. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Jimmy and a portaloo made a connection. <laughs> Just a quick question. He's a pilot. Shouldn't they have been having separate meals? Should I not have raised that on there? <laughs> Maybe that's... <laughs> Fantastic. Tim will be isolating after the show. <laughs> Oh, let's talk Love Island UK. There was a beautiful moment this week when Liam and Lily shared a romantic first kiss and these are the words that every girl dreams of hearing after a kiss. Oh, I'm like, oh, Charles, the boys don't. I mean, that's, that's not a kiss. They had you food stuck in their teeth. So, hey, look, I've been watching Mel, and, look, the boys are off with some new girls, but at least they're remaining loyal. I'll be honest, I was thinking about my main girl at home face. <laughs> but I know she would want me to get involved. <laughs> with another woman. Yeah. He's talking about her like she's dead. <laughs> Now, look, Faye and Chloe were concerned about whether their boyfriends would cheat on them while they were away, but they had no reason to worry. Our boys are coming home to us, single. And they're, they're sitting there, nice right now, there right now, hopefully having the same chat we are. <laughs> that was our green room. <laughs> that was Shane Warne, I think. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, we've got to take a break. Thanks for that, Christina. Back with more right after this. Watching the cheap seats, and there's been a lot going on in the world of sport in Tokyo and beyond. Joining us to give us the complete rundown, writer, podcaster, incessant Twitterer, please welcome Titus O'Reilly. Oh, Look, uh, you've been watching the Olympics, I know. Not on Tuesday nights, obviously, but <laughs> it's amazing the special comments. Uh, the insights that former Olympians provide is just second to none. And here's Dawn Fraser providing one of her insights that many of us would have missed. Seems like that. That's all the emotion coming out. Yep. He's a very emotional guy, fantastic coach, and that's a fantastic pair. It's <laughs> <laughs> very underrated in a coach. Have a fantastic pair. And with, and with Dawn's eyesight, I'm surprised she spotted those. So. Been spotting them for years. Uh, now, you might not know this Australians get paid money bonuses if they win gold, same in New Zealand, um, but in some other countries they get different sort of awards. South Koreans can score a military exemption. <laughs> While Germans pick up a lifetime supply of beer, and in Belarus, Olympic winners receive, get this, a lifetime of unlimited sausages. It's nothing better than a Belarusian sausage, I have to say. <laughs> my, you're, I, you're sounding like Dawn uh, Fraser. Yeah. To, to, <laughs> what are you? That's my first two bits, a, a pear and a sausage. Uh, now, I also love the you get out of military service. Handy if you don't want to tour the streets of Sydney at the moment. <laughs> um, in America, their broadcasters got a completely different approach to covering the Olympics. They've decided to get Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg oh. 
to do the commentary. And here's some of their thoughts about the opening ceremony. I like what they're doing with the bandanas. Some of them are putting them on a head, wrapping them around the necks, you know, giving a giving a little thug passion. That's what, what it's mean? supposed to be. They're representing that hood shit. You know, you know what I mean? They're the Cayman Islands. <laughs> what Olympic sport are they known for? Uh, I would say they're known for tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, perhaps the biggest story of the Olympics, and you would have followed this, is that American gymnast Simone Biles' decision to not compete in some of her events due to her mental health. I actually think Channel 9 broke the news. Christina Hearn joins us from Tokyo. Christine, it really was quite the shock, wasn't it? All right, you'll just have to take my word for it. It was quite a shock. It's quite a shock. <laughs> so good shocked. It, always good when that journalist says, well, I guess you have to take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was some good advice from the media about how the media should cover this story. Here it is. My grandmother, Christine Spears, gave me the greatest gem. Y'all know what that was? What Mind is- your damn business. <laughs> People's mental health is yeah, not yeah. up for discussion. Now, do you think everyone took that advice? <laughs> not really. Here we go. She's probably the greatest gymnast of all time. She's also very selfish. What? She's immature. What? And she is a shame to the country. Okay. Yeah. She's totally a sociopath. Of course she's a sociopath. Andrew says she's not a sociopath. Andrew's wow. right, I can think. Tell, can tell that guy's popular with his one-person podcast. <laughs> Do you think, you think he just learnt the word sociopath this week and yeah. just went, I've got to force this into something? Amazingly, he's her coach. So that is... <laughs> that is no wonder. Yeah, tough love. Tough love. Tough love. Uh, Queensland had a snap lockdown on the weekend. It threw the NRL and AFL into absolute chaos, including they had to call off games while they were actually happening. Junior competitions were cancelled before they even began. We are calling it right now and everyone has to go home. Due to COVID, this game has officially been cancelled. And five NRL games meant to be played in the state this weekend cannot go ahead. There will be no football matches, so no community sport, no professional sport, nothing for the next three days. You seem very excited to tell us that, I have to say. <laughs> but even weirder of all this, so they're, they're all suddenly told it's cancelled. The Melbourne Football Club were in the air flying up from Victoria. They had to fly all the way up, land on the tarmac, sit there for two hours and then fly straight back. And here's Melbourne captain Max Gorn just describing what a harrowing time they all had. A bit of Parks and Rec, which is my new Netflix show. (laughs) Sunrise had the flight map for a good half an hour of the show. He tried to eye gouge one of the other passengers. (laughs) I think that's totally why they're now getting trained in that stuff. The only people that fly these days are NRL and AFL players. Yeah, exactly. No one else. No wonder you need self-defence courses. <laughs> uh, the snap lockdown really had the players very confused, and especially about how quarantine actually works. We'll get tested when we land, and then it's uh, in isolation until we get a, a positive result. A negative result. <laughs> um, the women's game is gearing up as well. The AFLW, they've reached a major milestone. Um, to the Today Show seemed to be quite happy with the lack of representation. Former St Kilda star Nick Del Santo has been named as the St Kilda AFLW coach. How good is this? The 37-year-old means there is male senior coaches at all 14 AFLW clubs. How good is this? How good? Is this? <laughs> How good? So good. I mean, uh, do you know, it was a problem. We, we had a few uh, AFLW women coaches, and some of them were, won premierships, putting in danger the jobs of white men everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they've moved the grand final to the Australia club, so that is <laughs> not good news.
Uh, and lastly, while the eyes of the world have been on Tokyo, just spare a thought for the cricketers in India at the moment. Look at this. Nice pitch. <laughs> Oh my God. And that's still a day one pitch, so. <laughs> and just a wonderful catch here. <laughs> Literally a diving yeah, catch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the judges scored him a three. <laughs> um, I, I think it was Boris Johnson in charge with covering that. Yeah. Match, so. <laughs> hey, hey, Titus, just before you go, the Olympics are obviously on. Do not turn to the Olympics. But oh, no. what's, been your, what's been your favourite thing about the Olympics so far? I, I just love the pointless jobs. So if you look at this, this a, here's a lifeguard at the Olympic <laughs> swimming pool. <laughs> so if you ever think your job is point, your job in life is pointless, look at that. But my favourite, there are these officials. So after the 100 metres in the, in the track, they finish running, and these are the fastest people on earth, and these officials come out to not let them run all the way down the track and they stick their arms out wide, like, don't go any further. And I think, what are they going to do if the runners keep running? <laughs> Like, they're not going to catch them. This is the yeah. far, the only people. There's ten people in the world that can catch these people, and they're all in the race already. <laughs> I, want to, I want to see the official in charge with catching the javelin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we've got to take a break. Thanks, Dinosaur Riley. Back with more on the other side of this. It's been raining medals for our Aussies. <laughs> Matilda's crashing out. Better news for our Opal. We're currently in the lead. Emma McCann. Emma McCann. Emma McCann. Queen of the pool. New Zealand athletes experience ecstasy. quickly check in on the medal tally. New Zealand with our silver and bronze, 37th wow. on the table. That 37. is out of date. That is very rude. <laughs> that, is true. that is true. You're now 40th. So that is, that is true. How dare you. We've, we've got a few more golds, a couple of silvers. We actually won a medal in the tennis. The tennis doubles. You won a medal in the tennis? Yes. When was the last time that happened? It was 1912. Wow. <laughs> was he playing doubles with Captain Cook? What's going on there? Still, we did manage to win a silver in the women's double skulls. Brooke Donoghue and Hannah Osborne are with me now. Olympic silver medalist. How good does that sound right now? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. We're pretty stoked right now. Just stoked. That's it. Yep, that was it. <laughs> and the celebrations are going long into the night. They're actually planning on having a wee mid-afternoon nap. Wow. <laughs> well, one Kiwi who is celebrating, and rightly so, is our next guest. Her interview with the BBC went viral around the world, and she backed it up with a gold medal, rugby seven star and internet sensation. Please welcome Ruby Tui. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. I notice you're in a cast. Is it true that you literally just came from the hospital right now? Yeah, I um, I was like trying to think of ways how I can get out of quarantine, and apparently, if you break a bone, then maybe <laughs> <laughs> you just, just throw yourself that the black wall's really hard. So just throw yourself... Ruby, we thought you were trying to get out of this interview. Um, <laughs> so that is amazing. Yeah, yeah that's. It is incredible. I wanted to ask, what is a better feeling, winning a gold medal at the Olympics or appearing on the cheap seats on Channel 10? <laughs> oh, that's pretty, that's a very close comp, man. Yeah, I can't, that's the hardest question I've ever been asked. Congratulations again on the gold. Um, there's probably no greater pressure in sport than representing New Zealand in rugby. What was the feeling like when you won the gold? Yeah, there was, there was a bit of pressure and probably 
no one put on more pressure than ourselves. Um, we won silver at the last Olympics. So going into this one, it was kind of like, this is it, fam. Like we, we're throwing everything into here. Um, yeah, so it was um, when, when we won that gold, it just, you probably saw it, it was just so emotional. It just meant so much, but we love pressure. It's part of it. Makes yeah. diamonds. Um, now, I do want to say, you are, you're chatting to Tim, my co-host here. He's been talking a bit of shit about um, our New Zealand Olympic team, and I wondered if you had anything anything to say to that. Wait, hold on, I just... Can you just repeat the question? Sorry. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I couldn't hear it. I think gold's got something in it, like, blocked his... Hey, 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 Ruby, can we have a closer look at that? I think that says property of Emma, Emma McKeon. Uh, <laughs> She has more value around her neck right now than our entire production. Yeah. So is... uh, now, um, being at the Tokyo Olympics and the words going viral don't, don't really sound that good together. Um, but you did it. What's the feedback been from, from everyone? Yeah, OK. You're a Kiwi. You, you know, that, I thought that was, like, low-key out the gate because I feel like we were just having a chat. Like, a, if you talk to anyone in New Zealand, that's straight up what it was like. I didn't even know we were live on TV. I was just giving her... And then she started asking me questions. I was like, oh, jokes, we're, like, on TV. Like, that's, that's just how we talk. Yeah. Oh, like, crazy. T Tim does that a few times during the show. Um... <laughs> Can't believe we're on TV. Now, now Ruby, Ruby, we're talking about that amazing interview with the BBC... Um, we can't show any of it. Um, yeah. can, can you describe it? <laughs> can we bring an actor? In some sort of way. No, it was, but it was funny because they, the people go to us, don't talk to anyone without a mask on. Like they need to have a mask on. And sister didn't have a mask on. Jill didn't have a mask on. So I just was like, oh, it's not her. And then she started talking to me and I didn't want to like break any rules. So I was like, I didn't know what to do in that situation. So that's why I thought we went on air because she didn't have a mask on. Like, yeah, right. You, know? you call crime stoppers after that. <laughs> Ruby, now that you've gone viral, you've won the gold medal, do you have any sponsors? Have, have people been inundating you with um, requests to plug products? Oh, I'm, mate, I'm on a show called The Cheap Seats, so it's not the best. <laughs> So I was I was wondering because you you want to celebrate how did you guys celebrate the gold medal? Yeah, it was it was weird. Eh? It was a tricky one because we we wanted to do all this stuff, but last time we could stay in the village for heaps of days. So this time we had to shoot right out. So it was literally like packing, and the sun rises at like four a.m. We we're too excited to sleep. So before we knew it, we were just on the plane. And, and locked up in these rooms. So we're just waiting to get out, see the rest of our team, our family, and celebrations will be on for sure. Will there be a ticker tape parade um, down Auckland, do you think, Ruby? A what, sorry? <laughs> I'm even losing faith in the question. Uh... <laughs> is there going to be, like, a parade is what he's saying? Oh, thanks, Mel. Sorry, his accent's really what? strong. Those Aussies, man. Um, yeah, we're hoping, eh, because we didn't get to catch up um, as athletes either. Like, um, Dylan, the trampolinist, is jumping on his bed on, somewhere on the floor. He's got a <laughs> um, You know, Lisa and Nat just won today. They've got a little bit going on. So, like, we want to all catch up as a massive team as well. Um, it was a big year for the New Zealand Olympic team. We had our own hacker for the first time. Um, it, was, it was just a really awesome cultural bond. So we definitely need to catch up. Hey, Ruby, just quickly, just before we let you go, the cardboard beds, we heard a lot about them in the lead-up. What were they actually like to sleep on? It was funny because like, you get quite focused and you're like, everything's sweet, like, I, I, this bed's great. Like, I got into it. There was about three or four of us jumping on them to just test them out. And, uh, like, they were sweet as I thought they were comfy, they were fine, went to sleep. 
But then I got into this room and I lied on this bed and I could not believe how comfortable it was. So, like, so was I just like in the focus, you know, like in the zone trying to focus and pretend it was comfy? Like maybe it wasn't. She got, she got that bed from Fantastic Furniture. <laughs> and on that ad, we've got to take a break. Thanks so much, Ruby, for joining us. Congratulations on the gold medal. Appreciate you so much. Thanks, guys. Back with more in the cheap seats right after this. You're watching The Cheap Seats. And still to come, the girl, we spoke about her this morning, with the world's biggest mouth, oh. is going to be live on this show. I'm going to put it to the test. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Put it to the test. <laughs> Don't think so. Uh, now, we do have to get out of here, so let's have a look at what's on next week. It's taboo, but 60 Minutes totally goes there. It can impact every aspect of our lives. Menopause. <laughs> the second menopause yeah. reference of the show. I'm sure that's not Survivor. <laughs> this week, Adelaide was rocked by a spate of robberies. Somehow police managed to track down the alleged offenders. Two men will face court accused of stealing valuable copper cables from a street at Parafield Gardens. One suspect was found a short time later hiding behind a tree. OK. <laughs> Look, they might not have succeeded, but Australia does have some criminal masterminds. These thieves knew their plans were up in smoke. After crashing through the shop front of Brighton's mega beauty store, they took what they could and raced off in a stolen Volkswagen hatchback. Jeez, huge heist. I wonder how much they stole. The intruders took $34 from the till and some of the least expensive items on display. <laughs> Look, Ocean's 14 isn't looking so good. <laughs> Before we go, we can't leave without a Pacific Update update. So the last few weeks we've highlighted TVNZ's Pacific Update for its Marvel Universe-style budget. And this week they've added something more. Fake typing. That's it for another week. Stay safe and I'll be back next Friday with another Pacific Update. What is she doing? <laughs> She's playing the theme music. <laughs> She's emailing Channel 10 going, please leave me alone. <laughs> Seriously, what would possess her to do something like that? Menopause. OK, I'm not sure that's quite the right. How dare you disrespect Barbara? Um, <laughs> lastly tonight, as we finally settle on a vaccine target, spare a thought for the needle phobes who are reluctantly rolling up their sleeves. <laughs> Oh! <laughs>